And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ann and Bob Show, opening America, number 11. Good morning, good morning. This is the Ed and Bob Show, opening America number 11. We're glad you're here. I'm Bob, he's Ed, and we are going to have a great show for the next 30 minutes, so I hope you'll stay with us. Ed, let's go straight to you and see how you're doing, brother. Well, Bob, Papaw Ed is pretty good. I haven't dropped off uh, the deep end yet. It's been close, been close, gotta admit, it's been close, but everything is so weird these days, you know, it's just crazy out there. Oh, something else. But anyway, it's okay. I'm good. And uh, family's okay. We'll get to talk about that some. My health is pretty good. I've been walking well, so you folks that have the hip surgeries and the knee surgeries will be glad to know that I've been doing at least a half a mile every day. And some days a whole mile if it's not too hot. So uh, that's good. My walking's getting a lot better, and I hope to be off the cane by my birthday in November. That's my goal. So, Bob, how is it uh, going with you now? So, you doing all right? Let's start with finding out how you're doing. Hey, Ed, glad to hear you're doing so well. We are ready to kick this show off. And we'll start with checking in on see how Ed and I are both doing. First of all, here at my family, you know, the pandemic, it's pretty much been the same week to week. We're all working from home. Um, my wife, who flies about a half of the year, has not been able to fly anywhere, but... Uh, her business is going to try to get back to work here in the next month or so. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, our puppy is now getting bigger. <laughs> it's almost four months old now, so that's exciting. And trying to train a dog at home and, and also work from home. And it's very often I'll be talking with somebody uh, about business and a dog will be barking in the background or as you heard on our last podcast she was uh, had her squeak toy going so <laughs> try to avoid that during today's podcast uh, but I'm getting a lot of things done at home I've uh, put up a flagpole I've cleaned uh, the back patio of paint I've uh, stained the back patio I've put up a uh, what do you call them sails it's a you know a shade thing for the back porch uh, we've painted things. I've put in new track lighting in our um, closet, things like that. You know, when you're at home now, you need to, you see things that uh, you've tolerated, but when you're here all the time, you start getting them fixed. But uh, everybody seems to be healthy. Uh, my mom is 91 and she's doing well. I was over fixing something in her house the other night, and uh, I'm always trying to make sure we don't. Uh, you know, our el- uh, people that are older, you got to make sure they don't get ill. So I always make sure I've got the mask on and everything when I go to her house. And I know that's frustrating for her, but uh, you know, I'm trying to take care of her, make sure 
that uh, we all stay safe. So let's go out to the Brantley household and see how they're doing. Well, Bob, I'll tell you, the Brantleys are doing good. The grandkids are good. They're all healthy. No problems. Yeah, we thought one of the grandgirls had chicken pox the other day, and we almost went into a tailspin. But uh, everything's okay, so evidently it wasn't. It was just mosquito bites. You know, that happens this time of year. So uh, I've got a daughter-in-law that's about to give birth, uh, Jessica, is expecting a little girl almost any day now. So that's another thing in the middle of this pandemic. How about that? And, of course, we're doing a lot of meals on the go. And um, when we go out to a restaurant, we get in the corner somewhere, way off away from everybody. And uh, But it's been going pretty well. Been eating out a lot, eating out a lot. I'm getting tired of the same meals in in the house, though. So... uh, So, but it's okay. We're doing okay. Glad you asked. Thank you very much. Our health is all good. The grandkids are good. Family's good. So, uh, Bob, let's get started. Where do we start, Bob? Yeah, good to hear that, Ed. Glad you're doing well. I look forward to getting together here sometime soon. Ed and I have been uh, taking our wives to have dinner on a porch somewhere to just keep social distancing going from time to time. So I look forward to do that again. Well, let's dive into the show. Like you said, Ed, let's, um, let's, of course, the coronavirus, the pandemic is what we're still talking about. This show is uh, August the 19th. So on August 19th, here are the numbers for coronavirus. Let's start worldwide. 22 million cases of coronavirus. 777,000 people have died from it. Um, In the United States, 5.5 million cases. 172,000 people have died from it. In the state of Tennessee, where we live, 133,000 cases. 1,410 people have died from it. That's a far bigger number than the three or 400 they had predicted months ago. So and, and another thing to keep in mind, and I've talked to doctor friends about this, it, anybody that dies or gets sick, they are trying, doctors are trying to tie it to the coronavirus. If they have it whatsoever, have the coronavirus then that's what they died of because the United States government has guaranteed to pay for everything involving an illness with coronavirus. So doctors are aware of that. They don't have to fight through the other red tape to get payment if they designate this person died from the coronavirus. And folks, I've been told that straight from the horse's mouth from doctors. So that's 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 just what's going on. Is it getting better or worse? I, I kind of feel like with people being more lax, school getting back and people starting to go to school. I saw Notre Dame, uh, they are backtracking now after trying to get school open. I think it may be getting worse because we're trying to get out more and we're getting school started again. We're trying to play sports, things like that. So I think we need to be careful with this. In just one week, schools, uh, the local uh, elementary schools, high schools, start back in our area. So I think a lot of people are uh, going for virtual schooling. And I'll be honest with you, if I had school-age children, I would probably uh, encourage uh, them to uh, go to school virtually. And uh, I think, well, all my grandchildren, that's what they've opted to do. So I don't know. What would you do if you had school-age children? Would you send them to school, or would you want them to do it online? And then uh, still, I've been going to places like 
Home Depot and Lowe's and things like that to get uh, supplies to fix things. And I think people are wearing masks a little bit more. Of course, it's mandated where we are. They have no choice. And by the way, mentioning Lowe's and Home Depot and things like that, did you know their supplies are drying up? Home Depot's business is up over 30%. And it's hard. I went down to get a piece of lumber the other day, and the guy laughed at me. Treated lumber is almost impossible to get because people are doing projects outside on decks and patios so they can do social distancing. And therefore, it's hard to find treated lumber. So I don't know. So uh, let's go back out to Ed. Ed, your thoughts on all of this pandemic. Well, Bob, I'll tell you what. I, I think things are, well, they have to get better. I don't know if they can get any worse. Uh, I guess we could all be sick with this coronavirus, but um, it, it seems to be getting better. We're not visiting the, you know, it, it, the evening news is not showing uh, retirement centers every night like they were and hospital emergency rooms like they were. So I think it's getting a little better. I think politics is getting a hold of that and it's making it. But I don't think things are going to get better for at least till next year, actually. So, but when the schools are open, it scares me to death. I'm telling you, I, if I had school-age children, which I do, grandchildren, I have advised my children and in-laws, in, uh, son-in-law, daughter-in-laws, don't send them to school. Use the virtual learning at home. I just can't see that, putting them all together, but that's me. So uh, I wouldn't send them to school. I think that's just asking for it because, you know, you're not there to protect them. A teacher can't watch 30 children at the same time, and the teachers are going to get sick, and then you know what's going to happen next? They'll close the school. So it, it's useless to do it because they're going to close the school. When one, one kid gets sick or a couple of kids, they're going to close that school. And when they close that school, the kids won't be going back to school except the ones that are on virtual learning. And I think just like the University of North Carolina is doing that now, they've closed all the classrooms there. I think all the schools could be on the computer, all of them. So it, and the kids can learn it at home. I don't think there's any reason to uh, send these kids to a classroom where the virus outbreaks it just ruins it and they close the school. So that's what I would do. Now, I do see a lot of people wearing masks. I was at Home Depot this morning, and they I, I'm telling you, everybody, including all those construction workers, they had masks on. Some of them didn't look like masks, but they had masks on. So that was a good sign. I think they're, I think people are really trying to help and really trying to get over this thing and really trying to make a difference. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think they are wearing masks as much as possible. I am. I've got a glove compartment full of them now, and I've got a, 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 I'm sorry, a sister-in-law up in Washington who's making them at home, and she's sending me a box every day. So if you need one, let me know, and I'll do that. Well, Bob, the uh, Democratic Convention's cranked up and ready to go, so let's get on with it here. What's your thoughts so far? All right. The, as you said, the Democratic National Convention is cranked up. <clears throat> it's going on. We're 77 days away from the presidential election today, August 19th. I noticed that the Democratic National Convention has been, it's all virtual now, and it's being emceed by celebrities. I, I, I don't know what celebrities have to do. I guess that's an attention grabber. But wouldn't you want somebody that's knowledgeable, somebody that's involved in your party to kind of be the MC? So I was a little surprised by that. But boy, it's a who's who of speakers. I mean, Bill Clinton and, and, uh, 
Michelle Obama and, uh, of course, uh, Barack Obama is going to be speaking. It's uh, it's a big they're making sure everybody gets a few minutes. And then I saw where they criticized that girl. The They call her the AOC um, out of New York. She basically didn't mention Biden at all in her speech, which was a little disappointing, I guess, for them. Um, Biden's VP selection, is it good or bad? Does it help or hurt? I think, you know, Biden to me... Um, I mean, the stories I've read about him is he's kind of like a bully, an old gruff old guy that just bullies his way around. So, and she, um, she's a, a, got a lot of different views from Biden. So I don't know if it helps or hurts. Maybe it balances his out. Um, you know, she wants to come and get your guns. That's for sure. When she was running for president, uh, Harris said uh, she was going to do an executive order to take guns away. Wow. How did taking guns away work in Chicago and Illinois? Not not very well. Do Democrat enough Democrats really like Biden though, or do they maybe like Harris because she's got more far even more left views? So I I I, I just don't think there's. I think if I was a Democrat, I would be thinking that. Um, Wow. After all this, we ended up with Biden, who was during the Obama administration was just basically a footnote. He didn't Obama didn't let him do anything. So it's not like Trump and Pence. Pence has been so involved. So I don't know. I I just I don't think Democrats are excited about Biden. And if he is uh, elected, let's say, for example, and and then something happens um, to him and Harris takes over, would it be a dramatic change? You better believe it It would. Uh, you know, I, I honestly am scared a little bit for America if we, the, the violence and things I see across America. Look, we're Americans. We should not tolerate violence in our cities. We should not be tolerating violence in our cities. I don't care what your political party is. Law and order is, we we must have law and order. If you want change, you don't do it by forcing it on people. You don't do it by violence. You do it democratically together where people, you know, majority is always going to rule unless you want a dictatorship. All right, Ed, that's a windfall, but what's your thoughts? Well, Bob, I'll tell you, buddy, it, uh, I, I don't care for this convention stuff the way they're doing it. I, you know, you know, you got to have a room full of people and people throwing things and all these crazy people drunk. And <laughs> I just don't like these canned speeches. I'm not going to watch it. Just not going to watch it, and I probably won't watch a Republican either. i tell you what's amazing to me. President Trump has a comment on everything. I don't care what happens. If there was a lost dog on the Internet, he would have a comment on it. I have been watching that, and he comments on everything. But I guess that you're right. But, uh, it's it, you know, the presidential election's coming around the corner here in November. The Democratic convention's all virtual. The Republicans going to be all virtual. And, and uh, Biden's got his vice president's selections. I, I don't think she's good. I don't think she's bad. I don't think she helps. I think she's going to hurt with the regular, you know, the silent majority in America. We don't need 
uh, a lady from San Francisco in the vice president, because I'll tell you what, she'll be president. She will. Biden will, something will happen, and she'll end up president, so she might be the first one. But I think, I think a, a Democrats probably do like Biden. They don't have any other choice. There's, what are you going to do? So um, there's Bernie, <laughs> but maybe not. I tell you, it's off the deep end. I'm, I'm glad I'm old. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think she's probably going to end up being president. Uh, I don't know that if if Biden will last four years or eight years, however that goes, but I, I think she probably will if if they're elected. And I, I'm, I don't think they're going to be elected. I think Trump will be reelected. But I swear I wish he wouldn't comment on everything. He makes a comment on, on TV reporters, on, on, on people's looks. I mean, it just, it, it, it takes away from the being real, you know? I mean, if he's going to comment on everything, it's like the kid that cries wolf at everything. So you know he's not going to like anything he sees on television or any person talking on television. So why do it, you know? I mean, pick and choose. But I, that's just one of my little pet peeves. I'm just tired of that. All right, Bob, looks like we're going to play some football. The SEC, anyway. Some of the leagues are not. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, college football, uh, most are not playing. But the SEC, I think they need the money and see dollar signs. And they say, we're going to play ball. Uh, even an email I got from the athletic director said that uh, the university would lose 30 to $40 million if they play and double that if they don't play. So um, it's all it's all about money, and they're going to play. And, and uh, I got some thoughts on this. Okay, they're going to start playing. The SEC is going to play football September 26th, first game. Ten games for everybody, five home, five away, all in-conference games. And I think if you're enticing a player to play during a pandemic, You've opened yourself up to a lot of lawsuits and liability. I'd be very nervous if I was a a college administrator, even a, a governor. The governor runs the uh, University of Tennessee. You force some players there on scholarship to play, and then they get sick. And let's say, uh, God forbid, one dies. I mean, I just think the the its possibility of being opened up for lawsuits is tremendous. Because you, you're not going to be able to make a college student sign a waiver saying, hey, if I get sick and die, it's it's not your fault. And my fear is that the, the SEC will play ball, and within the first two weeks, some team will be infected with the coronavirus, and they'll have to uh, quarantine for two weeks at least. And so for two weeks, they can't play ball. And if if some team can't come to your arena to play, it's the same as if you can't play. So I, I'm very afraid the whole thing will fizzle in about two or three weeks or so. However, if it doesn't, there is one game on the University of Tennessee schedule that sticks out. Florida will be coming to play Tennessee in Neyland Stadium in December. I don't know that that's ever happened. December the 5th. And if they do a night game, boy, what a cold night in Neyland Stadium in front of 
a not packed crowd, but I guess it'll be like twenty or 30,000 people. They still haven't announced how they're going to do that. But I think it would be an SE championship caliber type game, I guess. But I don't think all the teams will make it to the season. And uh, I saw also in an email from Philip Fulmer, the athletic director, um, I have a season tickets, and he was asking season ticket holders if they would, if the money they've already put up for their season tickets, would they consider just donating that to the university uh, instead of requesting a refund if they're not able to go to the games? I can tell you what a lot of people have to say about that. Ed, what do you think about college football? It's football time in Tennessee. Well, where's Bobby when you need him, right? Well, the SEC's kicking off, buddy. They're going to start on the 26th. UT's going to take on South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina, under the lights, I suppose. But I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. Well, this, I don't think I don't think any of these teams are going to make it through the year. I really don't. Because if 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 these kids and what, how many players are on a team? Thirty three, thirty four, something like that. If any of them get sick, that's going to be it. I mean, that's going to be it. They won't play, and so the next game will be forfeited. And then the season's going. To, and then what are they going to do? When are they going to do makeup games? I mean, how are you going to get a championship out of something like that? Because they won't. I guarantee you, they will not complete this season. Well, at least I, I can't guarantee that, but that's what I think anyway. So uh, we'll see. Ten games? No way. No way, huh? And Florida and, December, uh, Florida and Tennessee on December the 5th? Come on, man. That's not a championship game. Florida will absolutely murder us, and we all know that. But uh, it'll be a cold night in Nayland probably if they get that far to play. And I don't think they will. They do have a championship game scheduled in Atlanta, but I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And the fans? <laughs> Golly. So do you know who your, your seat is next to in the stadium? Do you know? There's not going to be any tailgate on the UT campus, and I don't guess there will be any tailgate on other college campuses either. So you got a tailgate in the parking lot somewhere on the street corner, if you tailgate at all. A lot of people aren't even going to go now because they only go to tailgate, and they don't care that much about the ball game. You can watch it on television and don't have to worry about catching coronavirus from the guy next to you. That's what I'm going to do. I'm over that. I'm not, I, I have no intention of going to into a stadium with 30,000 people, less 50,000 or 100,000 people. No way. Not going to do it. So I don't think all the teams will make it through the season. I'm not sure any of the teams will make it through the season. I, as a matter of fact, I think a couple of these other legs, like the Big Ten and, and what was it, the other, Big Ten and Big 12 or something like that, they canceled the season. They're going to play in the spring. I think the chances of playing in the spring are a lot better than playing this fall because if, if, if one of these teams, if let's say three of the linemen or the quarterback in the backfield all get coronavirus, you think they're going to play? No, they're not going to play. So fans, do it yourself, buddy, but I don't think you're going to enjoy the games like you have in the past, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, I think college football pretty much down the drain this year. We'll watch some of the games on television, but I can't. I just can't see that happening. And maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I just don't see that. All right, Bob, what else is going on? Well, let's see what else is going on, Ed. The S&P is at an all-time high. It was higher now, the stock market, than before the coronavirus. 
Stocks are going strong. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, the average guy cannot be in the stock market. And to be honest with you, there's even an app now where you could put a dollar in the stock market. And everybody should be saving a little. I don't care if it's $15, $20 a month. There are ways for you to be in the stock market. They don't even charge you to buy stocks anymore. So to say that the average guy can't be in the stock market, it's just not true anymore. Maybe it was 30 years ago, but now not so much. Other things have seen the news, Ed, North Korea telling their citizens to turn in their pet dogs for meat. I, I don't know if this is a political ploy or if this is real. It just that makes me sick that in this day and time, a country would do something like that. And and, and that, that country, led by that little bitty dictator, I hope to see one day where they throw overthrow that guy and they get some kind of, somebody that's a leader that will do something good for the people in North Korea. What a mess. Other things, uh, Trump did an executive order to give ad another $400 per week for unemployment to uh, some states. Now, some states couldn't do it because there's a matching thing in there. And I think the state of Tennessee did not do that. Uh, but I, I, I think the biggest thing in the news, of course, is the election. 77 days away, I think it's what we said, till the presidential election. Let's see your thoughts. What else do you got going on, Ed? I know you've always got something you're upset about. All right, here's my thoughts on some of the things that's been in the news and some of the things that's not even in the news, maybe. But actually, the general manager of TVA, you know he's making $8 million a year? And I'll tell you what, I pat Trump on the back for this because he fired him. The man is gone. And Trump has told the board of the TVA not to hire anyone for more than, what is it, $80,000 a year, something like that. And that's more, that's like it. I mean, this is crazy. $8 million a year to run something that runs itself? Come on, man. And that's, you know what's happened to TVA? They moved all these executives to Chattanooga. That's what's happened. They'd all live up on that mountain. They're all living in these big, rich houses and living the life, and there ain't nobody with a TVA left in Knoxville. And this is, this is the headquarters here. Now, if this, if this guy was in Knoxville, well, we'd run him out of town on a, on a braille, if that's for sure. And what's going on with the post office all of a sudden? I don't understand this either. But anyway, you know, I think it's got something to do with mail-in voting. And by the way, I got an absentee ballot. I printed it off the computer where I could vote by mail. Uh, of course, I'll, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I kind of like to go to the polls and vote. But anyway, that uh, I may not do that. But anyway, it's, uh, you know, that they say this is a way of the future, is to vote by mail, and, and there's no reason why it shouldn't work. The post office has been in trouble for a long time, but it's not going to get any better. The best thing the post office has been doing has been delivering packages from for uh, some of the big companies like, uh, uh, you know, the partial companies, UPS and FedEx and all of that. But I don't know if anything's going to help there at all. That's crazy. And North Korea, they told their citizens to turn in their pet dogs for meat? Is this real? Well, I can tell you what, you're not going to get Sadie, because Sadie is staying right here in the house, and I got a gun, so don't try to come get my dog. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, what in the world is going on? I just don't understand. 
Trump's going to throw out $400 a week unemployment. That's not good. That's not enough for the unemployed people. And I've got some more news items here for you. Hardin Valley at Pillisippi. They're finally, TDOT is finally working on that interchange. Bob, you know, years ago, well, five years ago, I guess, or something like that, you and I went out there and had a public meeting, and we said we were going to get them to do that and fix that intersection because that was backing up traffic. You got those schools out there. Nobody could go anywhere. Well, they're finally starting on it. How about that? So congratulations. I just want to make sure you found out about that. And also, I want to thank the folks down in Orlando and the folks that had anything to do with this, but I have been elected to the Hall of Living Legends in uh, broadcasting. A living legend. Not everybody gets to do that, that's for sure. Buddy, thank you so much. Hope you have a great day. See you next time. See you, bye. All right, Ed, I look forward to seeing you again next time. Great show. Um, always you can contact us, Ed and Bob, at yahoo.com. Follow Ed on Twitter, at Ed Brantley. You can follow me on Twitter, at Bob Thomas Knox, K-N-O-X. And um, you, we also have Ed and Bob, K-N-O-X, on Twitter. We're on Facebook. The Ed and, Ed and Bob Show is on Facebook. Check us out there. Contact us if you'd like and tell us uh, your thoughts. We'd be glad to share them on our show. And uh, as this pandemic continues, please take care of those that are at homes by themselves. The elderly, make sure you wear a mask around them. Take care of them. Don't be going into somebody's home that's an elderly person and you don't have a mask on. If not for you, do something for them. If you're not wearing a mask, rethink that. Do it for others. You know, if you don't care about you, do it for others. And also reach out to those that are at home by themselves that can't get out. Uh, you know, call them, go by, talk to them on the porch, email them, write them a card, get a card or a note, a letter, or mail it to them, and tell them you love them or you care about them. All right, that's it for me. Ed and Bob show will be back uh, hopefully very soon. And Ed, thanks. This is Bob saying adios. And here's Dino. <laughs> Oh!